Hello, and welcome to another episode of May the Power Protect You, a podcast where we talk about everything that goes on with Power Rangers, including video games, the TV show, comic books, toys, uh, lots of convention news this week. <laughs> uh, and with yes. you, as always, is me, Joel, one of your hosts, and my partner in crime. Oh, yeah, that's me. Um... <laughs> Uh, I, sir, have not done anything. I am a good, heroic Power Ranger fan, but my name is Kelly. Whatever. You're the Roxy to my Blaze, the uh, Aww, Dark Honda to my Ecliptor, the Scorpina to my Goldar. I'm taking all the ugly characters, by the way, <laughs> except for Dark Honda. I gave you that one. <laughs> wow. Okay, whatever. We all know I'm Camille. We all know that I'm Camille and you're flipped, so... Rude. I don't want to live in someone's... Like, at least let me be Jared. And I don't even like Jared, but let, <laughs> let me be Jared at, le at least. God. Okay, fine. fine. <laughs> You're roaring like a lion anyway. Anyhow. <laughs> today is uh, Sunday, September 27th. Uh, yes. And boy, howdy, do we have a lot to talk about today, so we will try not to have an extended <laughs> opening segment. <laughs> right. Um, but before we get started, as always, we want to stress that we stand in solidarity with the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, Absolutely. So the reason why I want to, again, highlight this is, you know, this is not a matter that is going away. Um, it is not limited to one person. It is not limited to one, you know, section of the country. It's not limited to one city. This is a major issue that we need to face and we have to deal with. Um, and with, you know, last week, a kind of major blow to this whole movement has been what happened in the case of Breonna Taylor, um, where essentially one of the officers involved got a slap on the wrist um, and was charged for essentially shooting a wall, um, not for killing a person, not for the murder that was done. Um, so we encourage our listeners to help out where you can and how you can. Um, you know, whether that's donating money to bailout funds, donating to families that have been impacted by police brutality, um, you know, signing petitions, reaching out to your senators and congressmen, you know, trying to push as much help in any way that you can to try and make sure that people understand that this is not going away. Uh, because, you know, as has been stated multiple times, all lives cannot matter until black lives matter. Um, that's right. And if there's no justice, there's no peace. You know, just again, please make sure that you are helping where you can, because this is not something that just because it vanishes from your timeline that it doesn't exist. This is important. This has change has to be done. And that's kind of all I have to say on that right now. Um, yeah. So to start the show, um, we're going to go through kind of a couple clings really quickly before we get to the major kind of news segment. Uh, but first, in some video game news for Power Rangers. Uh, Battle for the Grid uh, Inway Games released a trailer that officially reveals Scorpina as the third DLC character. She will release on December 8th, um, and we got a, finally got a good look at her. And in other news, on the Legacy War side, um, they will be releasing a Solar, skin, uh, Solar Ranger skin for the Magna Defender character. So if you're playing Legacy Wars, you can get this skin for the character. Um, that will now make three different Solar Rangers that will exist in the game. So that's yeah. kind of exciting and cool. Um, yeah. I know you've been eagerly awaiting the reveal of a certain golden character. Uh, what did you think of Scorpina? Man, I'm disappointed. I thought it was going to be Goldar from the 2017 movie. Um, <laughs> uh-huh. 
How, no, what do you, how do you really feel? <laughs> no, I think it, it excites me for a couple of reasons. And it's because um, one of the things I think that Power Rangers has always struggled with is the face characters and representing them after the TV show. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like that's like why when Rita got put into Legacy Wars on mobile and Astronema and Trakina, it was such a big deal because we never see the face characters like that get tribute in the form of you know a video game appearance an animated appearance or a action figure appearance which we'll talk about later um so i think it's really exciting to see scorpina um, get that recognition and she's also one of the first characters to appear in the game now that did not originate or have some form of representation in the mobile game um i think that for the first human face character in battle for the grid scorpina has a great art style great decoration she looks beautiful and it makes me excited because that opens the door up eventually for, say, Rita or Trakina or even Vivatox in Battle for the Grid. Mm-hmm. So um, good job, Enway, and I'm really excited to see how she plays. Um, and yeah, so don't forget that she is part of the Season 3 uh, pass for Battle for the Grid. So if you want to pick her up, you can buy her individually on your uh, digital storefront of choice, or you can pay the $14.99 to get the Season Pass. And also get her RJ Lauren and the Phantom Beast Daishi skin. So available now. Yep, definitely. And and these are always going on sale. So if you're kind of like a little tight on money right now, definitely keep an eye out because you can pick them up pretty cheap sometimes as well. Uh, yeah. So moving on, um, we're going to get into kind of like review segment really quick. Uh, there was a new episode of Beast Morphers that aired and yes. a new issue of the Dragon New Dawn series release. Uh, so we'll kind of start off with Beast Morphers. Uh, this is season two, <laughs> episode 10 intruder alert uh so uh i'll let you start kevin because i usually kind of run these things what did you think of this episode (laughs) um you know i i had fun with it um i was actually all right so here's the thing one of the things that i have been a little salty about um with super ninja steel was the fact that they used uh space uh sheriff uh the space sheriff jiraiya uh, they adapted him into, into the show as Sheriff Skyfire with not much explanation and not much, you know, story to it. Um, so I was, whenever we got the announcement that Goldbusters would become Beast Morphers, I was dreading seeing um, if they would actually adapt Space Sheriff Goblin. Um, and they did. <laughs> so whenever I saw him in the preview clip and I also saw him in the spoilers a few months ago, um, I didn't know how to feel. I didn't... Because it felt like it was shoehorning it in, especially for Super Ninja Steel, it was also a little salty because they didn't use like the, you know, the ninja team ups they had. Like, you know, they had two Red Rangers from past ninja seasons, and they didn't even try to use it. Um, so I was a little bit concerned. Um, I think the way it was done was handled pretty well. Um, I think what makes it a little bit better is that this is also the kickoff to what I'm guessing will be an arc for the team up um so because one of the surprises that we got in this episode of course was that ryjack can summon past foot soldiers from his reanimizer um and so i did not expect to see putty patrollers or vivix in this episode um but they showed up and you know it was a lot of fun um i really enjoyed the unmorphed fight scene against the putties and the vivix um it definitely gave me some season one season two vibes and of course down on charge i'm watching that right now um i think ryjack is an interesting villain um i think he's going to be interesting to see how long he lasts but i have a feeling it won't be much longer um (laughs) yeah see my problem with ryjack is i think he his design is a little weak 
like mm-hmm. he feels like a monster of the week that got bumped up a little bit. Um, True. He doesn't feel as like I think like as iconic. I would even say Vargoyle has a bit bit of a better design than he does. Right. Um, <laughs> so I just it, that was my one little disappointment with him. Yeah. But like when he summoned the putties and the Vivix, like you said, that was kind of like a really highlight for me for this episode. I was like, oh, was not expecting that. Um, yeah. And I didn't mind so. Gavin getting used honestly because i i I mean like it's not like that brand has a large base here in the u.s right Right. um my only problem is boy does that suit not look great when you shoot it from every angle (laughs) right there's like yeah because when you get to the back side it's kind of like it looks unfinished (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's like they forgot to put silver panels on it and i was like well maybe maybe it's just like the u.s costume that they decided to use And i was like then i was looking at pictures i was like nope that's that's just that costume. <laughs> yeah. Well, and the Gavon costume is also a little simplistic in nature. Um, but yeah, I agree. I After seeing how it was done, like the only thing I would have liked would have been to see, especially now that we're getting a little more continuity, it would have been nice to see a reference to Skyfire or it would have been cool to kind of have them be from the same organization. But it sounds like the two of them are from different organizations. Um, so, but you know, it's still, it was interesting seeing him adapted. Um, I feel like, the storyline was interesting of them, like, it's the classic misunderstanding trope, and, you know, they definitely use that to kind of hype up the mystery, um, but it's still, <laughs> I think someone, like, I remember pointing out that, like, you know, someone was like, well, why did they lock him up? And I was like, well, he did steal Morphex, like, it doesn't yeah. matter, like, he should have just came and talked to them and said, hey, like, I need your help. But, um, yeah, overall, not a bad episode. I thought Vargoyle returning was a nice little thing. Um, it was cool to see him come back just for one episode. Um, and a clever use of the footage. So that was nice. And, yeah, overall, I think there's a lot of potential coming in the next few weeks. I think this next month is very much for older fans. So Yeah, and, and I think overall, I think this was a pretty solid episode. Um, there's mm-hmm. definitely been weaker ones, I think, even in Beast Morphers. Um, I think this was pretty oh, solid yeah. from start to finish. Mm-hmm. Uh, I even liked the like uh, the vehicle battle towards the end, where like you had Vargoyle on yeah. a motorcycle, you had uh, <laughs> Beast Morpher Red on uh, on the motorcycle as well. It was just a very like it felt very like old school and kind of how it was. Uh, and it I was, don't feel like yeah. you get that as much. So yeah, yeah, you can definitely tell because um, you know they did attempt in Japan to reboot Goblin a while back, and it didn't necessarily take. Um, but it was kind of cool seeing, like, they didn't shy away from using, like, that old-school-style stuff that the original Goblin used, so. Yeah, my only problem, like, I kind of wish they hadn't done the Power Ranger thing of giving everything a name. Because, <laughs> uh, like, the, like, Shaku, Shaku character kind of, like, you know, had like had a name for everything he did. And I was like, he doesn't, he's a one-episode character. He does not need names for his attacks. Like, just let it be an attack. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Uh, and that was my one my one complaint when thinking about it. But other than that, I really enjoyed it. Um, so yeah, overall, really enjoyed this episode. Thought it was nice. Uh, the Roxy and Blaze moment that we got was very cute, where they got regenerated and they're like, "Uh, so what's going on?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, poor Scrozzle, he's got to do everything around there. Uh, but you know, I'm excited to see what the crossover is. I'm assuming we're getting more of that next week, right? So I. I'm assuming, based on what was left at the end of the episode, we'll get another... We're going to have to obviously get the Rijak plot carried out, because it sounds like he's going to be there. Um, 
But since he has the putties and the vivics, I don't know. But I have a feeling that we're pretty much on a fast track now to grid connection. So sweet. Awesome. Well, that's definitely something to look forward to on the Beast Morphers front. Yes. Uh, so moving along, also this week, uh, we had a new issue of the Draken New Dawn series. Draken yeah. New Dawn number two released on Wednesday. Uh, and it was, uh, boy, it was action packed, huh? <laughs> it was a lot. Yeah, um, they, they they used all their sp- their page space, like. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I I kind of wish like so uh, you know, obviously you and I talk about these things whenever they come out. Um, kind of the thing that I've been feeling with this one is I think I kind of wish it was longer than three issues. Right. I don't think it needs much more, but I think like an issue like an issue or two would have helped. Um, yeah. Because I think in this one, like, there's just like um. Not a lot of moments get to breathe is, I think, the big problem I have with this series. Um, that being said, this story is bonkers and insane. Um, so we've got confirmation that the new character that showed up at the end of last issue uh, is Eclipta, a female version of Ecliptor. Uh, and she is heralding the arrival of Dark Spectre. Um, all, right. all of that was laid out. And we also got the identity of the unknown ranger that was discovered in the prison cell um, from last week, we found out who that is, and it is none other than Jason of the yep. Coinless Universe. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, you and I had already kind of speculated on that front, you know, once we had seen issue one. We were like, oh, yeah. it definitely has to be Jason. Um, yeah. So, I think... So, whereas I don't think the reveal is the most important part, I think what is the interesting part is kind of the conversation that happens after Jason is discovered after it's revealed that's who he is um the kind of tension of the issue is one they have to deal with eclipta and stopped her from summoning dark specter essentially uh, but the struggle is le- is less of the good versus evil kind and of the team itself uh, right. because kim and jason are essentially on opposite sides kim is like hey we're going to use the whole team that we have which includes scorpina and the sentries you know and the and then the coinless soldiers and we are going to go and fight eclipta and try to hold her off and Jason's like, mm, no, we shouldn't trust Scorpina. We shouldn't trust the sentries. We should take the power coins back and have the Power Rangers stop this themselves. Um, and that leads to a choice being made later on in the issue. Um, they go to face off with Eclipta, and mid-battle, all of the sentries lose their powers. Yep. And it is revealed that Jason has taken the power coins for himself and has morphed again. Um, and it is like telling them essentially to join him. Uh, and that is how the issue ends. <laughs> right. Uh, spoilers, by the way. Hopefully you've read this issue. But, uh, um, so I kind of led this one. What did you think of this issue, Kevin? So I think I think this issue really struggles with pacing. Mm-hmm. I think it felt like a lot more stuff happened in this issue, and I'm interested to see how it resolves next issue, of course, if it does. I mean... Part of me feels like this is kind of their test run for a coinless series to go in addition to the two other series. Um, but the problem that I... I had some problems with this issue. Um, Jason being the Master Ranger, perfect sense. I think, you know, given his role in the last issue, like, and the fact that we never saw a body for the Dragonverse, um, it was good. It was a good reveal. Although I thought it was kind of funny because... <laughs> uh you know my friend chris digisect chris on twitter follow him if you have not he's fantastic um he had made a post about it and he was like oh no they made jason hot and then he put an asterisk and he was like aka gave him a beard and i was just like because <laughs> you know it's kind of the trope yeah it's fine. um i thought that was funny but um 
there's a few things I had issue with, and it was the pacing. I think things went very quickly, very fast. Um, I also, in the flashbacks, I actually, I feel like this kind of underpinned Kimberly's character, even though she was brainwashed. I There's a moment in the comic where, you know, he, he tries to escape, like Jason tries to escape, and then we find out the thing that was holding him back was that Draken basically had Kim on a suicide mission where if Jason were to escape, Kim would kill herself. Um, wasn't a big fan of that. I think given... I mean, I know it was just to show, like, Draken and how evil he is and stuff like that, but I still just... I didn't like her being put in that position. I don't know why. It just... It didn't sit right with me, I guess. Like... Yeah. I don't know. There's a lot. There's a lot to unpack there. But yeah. I, just, I, I didn't necessarily like that. I thought it was, like, kind of a cheap route to go. Um, but either way. Um, so there was that. And then... Um, I just think like it's it's being rushed and you know i agree in the fact that i think maybe one extra issue i think would have helped i think that would have been fantastic um, yeah well and i you know unfortunately like we're kind of stuck with what we have so like yeah I think, yeah i think overall i think it is successful i i do think it's mm-hmm. probably a little disorienting for someone who has not kept up with the comics though right which right. is i think yeah, i think is. like that's i just like if you don't have draken's backstory if you don't have the like interactions of his with the power rangers mm-hmm. like a lot of this like does not you, you don't get the information um also right. like the fact that kimberly is brainwashed like all that kind of stuff like yeah there's just there's a lot that like is not told to you and i feel like that's going to be a hard thing to sell with this one so yeah. I, like i said i would be curious how issue three wraps all of this up and what the mm-hmm. ultimate status quo is for this world again right, right yeah um yeah i agree and i think it's going to be interesting to see where they eventually lead with this because i wouldn't be surprised if we eventually get a graphic novel somewhere um i will say some of the things i did like about the issue though i thought eclipto was a lot of fun um i i have my theories on who it is and we've talked about that um and i actually i read the the voice of eclipta as that character that i think it is um and it makes a lot of sense, and it actually was a lot of fun because I could hear a certain actress that may have wore a lot of wigs on her time on the show. Um, can't, like I could just hear her voice and like hamming it up and just having fun with it. Um, so I, I liked Eclipta. She felt like a genuine threat, um, and you know she wasn't just some monster of the week. Um, and I also really I think the MVP for this series and even for um, the Ranger Slayer one shot is Scorpina. Like this has done a really, really good job at developing Scorpina's character, in my opinion. Um, I think it's really interesting to see these like different layers to her, especially with her relationship with Adam. Um, and I've really enjoyed seeing Scorpina. Like she just she makes a really good anti-hero, and I really like it. Cause even like because in the show, you know, she didn't get much character, of course. Yeah. Um, and in um in the comics even like in the main comics she got some development but not too much but like seeing her actually like seeing how much she was devoted to rita for example like that was kind of nice to see and it fit within the storyline that rita cares about her minions yeah um so my, my only and, problem with this is like i i'm wondering how much of that will carry over um right because my thing is so you know I feel like Scorpina kind of has multiple personality disorder right now, uh, just kind because of. multiple people have written her and kind of she's in all over the place in terms of, you know, what her actual history is. Because um, mm-hmm. you know you have like Soul of the Dragon that tells a certain story. Uh, technically, you know Goldar's vice versa. You have to somehow at some point explain how she gets back to the main continuity. 
or if she doesn't, why? Um, so there's just there's a bit of like, I, I just I I did like I not that's not to say that I didn't enjoy the character development that was done in both mm-hmm. issue one and two of the series because like you said I did enjoy the like uh, her morning Rita, the yeah. idea like I you know the one I serve the one I respect is still alive but the one here is dead you know I, and and I, I liked how kind of we saw Draken using that to manipulate her oh yeah <laughs> um, and it's just it is interesting it does add layers to her I'm just I'm wondering how quickly those layers will be shed when a new writer wants to do a different take with her um, and that's I just, agree that's a matter of unfortunately comic books and right. you know, a character that maybe isn't as loved as like we do you know we hold her as preciously um, yeah but yeah, no, I agree. I, I definitely agree with all the points that you made. Uh, I just, you know, I'll be, I'll be curious. I think if issue three does something interesting and sets up something new and cool, I think it will make this whole thing worth it. Right. I just don't know what we're working towards, and that's kind of where I'm curious about. Because um, mm-hmm. I feel like normally, normally we would have had like previews of something of like another series that told us what's going on, like. You know, for instance, we know kind of what's going to happen at the end of 55 because we've seen what the relaunch looks like. Um, whereas this, we don't know what this is leading to. We don't know if this is the end of the coinless universe, if we're ever going to see anything else. So I think that's kind of why it's uh, it's hard to know how to feel. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I, I, like we said, it'll be interesting kind of once this wraps up, kind of what the ultimate end of it is. Um, but with that said, uh, so that's kind of going to be the wrap up for this one. Uh, if you're you know, invested in the comics and you're wanting to know what's coming out next. Uh, issue 54 of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers will be out next week on September 30th. So definitely make sure you go to head to your comic shop and pick that up. Uh, I was going to say, yeah, by the time you're listening to this, um, the issue should be out now. So go support your local comic shop. I'll be going on Wednesday to pick it up. So I'm very excited. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and, you know, this is like the second to the last issue of the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers series as it currently exists. Uh, so definitely, you know, if you're a collector, definitely pick that up. Um, it is technically the first appearance of, well, the first named appearance of a certain villain um, that we know about. So it, I think it will end up being worth something someday. Uh, but yeah, mm-hmm. definitely pick these up. Uh, so with that said, that kind of knocks out the small stuff. <laughs> and now we're on to the big kind of meat of this episode. What happened this week that everyone's been talking about? Uh, Hasbro PulseCon happened. <laughs> yes oh man so um before we kind of jump into each of the two panels that happened that were power ranger focus what did you think overall of hasbro PulseCon? so i didn't really watch much of PulseCon except for the ranger stuff which i think most people that are in there you know i think most fandoms focused on their stuff and yeah from there um i will say from what i saw i mean they had like a virtual convention for that they would you know transition to each panel um I think from a production standpoint, they did a really good job at like um, making a virtual event. You know, virtual events in this day and age, they're very commonplace. Um, I think style-wise, I think everything like looked really good and consistent. Uh, we talked about it before, but I think just seeing like the name Power Rangers up there with Transformers, with Ghostbusters, like with these legacy name brands, like it kind of reiterated like Hasbro may be the right choice for the Ranger series to go in the direction of right now. So. Yeah. Um, so I thought it was kind of nice. It was well done. Um, I think the panels themselves, which will go a little bit more detail soon, um, I think they did a really good job at visually making them distinct and making them with the brand. So, um, 
yeah, we'll talk more about the specifics in the panels in a second. But I think overall for a free digital convention that focuses on the United States and North America, um, Hasbro did a great job. Yeah, I, I would agree. I think it was well done. Uh, my one complaint, and we'll kind of go into this with some of the panels themselves, uh, maybe they could have pre-recorded them. Uh, yeah, I, I feel like maybe live panels was not the greatest idea because um, they yeah. were just it, there were some like tech flubs. Um, you could tell uh, whoever was writing the like visuals for stuff was having to do that stuff on the fly. Um, oh yeah. Whereas I think like if they were pre-recorded and they could be just like you know kind of streamed, I think that would have been a little cleaner. Uh, but that also would be hard to do Q and A's with. But overall, I I thought it was really well done. I thought all of the like storefront stuff as well with Hasbro Pulse was done expertly. Um, yeah. If you purchased anything, it was a really simple, kind of clean process. It wasn't difficult. Um, only issue I had was when they relaunched the uh, store on Saturday at 5. Yeah. And that, I think that was just like the website getting back up and running was kind oh, of yeah. the issue. It wasn't so much Hasbro themselves. It was just the website still like loading and probably being assaulted from all ends with like different people trying right. to buy stuff. So like right. I, I don't fault them <laughs> for that. But yeah. Uh, overall, really well. Um, so kind of to dive into the panels, so there were two different panels, the first of which was the, uh, it was a Hasbro Power Rangers product panel, um, and they had a kind of swath of different people that work for Hasbro for the Power Rangers brand. Um, they had like the marketing head, uh, people from design that were there, they had the copywriter, <laughs> which was, I thought was yep. hilarious, uh, yep. and then they had um, the sculptor that we've seen before Corey, who's been on uh, i believe that was his name i hope i said the mm -hmm. right one uh mm -hmm. he was on the fan first friday previously so it was really nice um and they got to kind of talk about the brand kind of what they all do what they love about it um and then they got to go into the different products and had a couple reveals um so uh do we just want to dive into each of the products yeah i would say let's take it by product by product and then oh. we go from there i think that'd be fine you can cut this part out so <laughs> Yeah, definitely. All right. So to start, um, they revealed that there will be a retro Power Ranger line, um, and the first mm -hmm. part of that is going to be the retro Morphin Power Rangers. Um, yes. and they will be Jason, Zach, Billy, and Kimberly. They will be auto Morphin figures. Uh, Walmart exclusive. Um, spring twenty twenty one is available for pre order now. Is when they're going to release. Uh, and mm -hmm. Wave two is a potential. So what did you think of these? So I know a few weeks ago there was a listing of retro figures, and I, this is what I assumed it would be. Um, Hasbro has been consistently across their brands, Star Wars, Marvel, releasing, re-releasing or remaking the old action figures from back in the day, so the ones mm -hmm. that kids grew up with. Um, so this was not a surprise at all, and I, I thought it was kind of cool to see the Automorphine coming back. Um, they're not really for me personally. I don't think I'll be getting them. Um, but I am happy for those kids that are going to be able to get these or like parents will be able to give them to their children and say, this is what I had growing up or at least a facsimile. Um, the only problem I had was like the helmet and the heads are way too small for the bodies. Um, I don't know if that's just a design thing. Maybe it's just yeah. a prototype. Maybe. Um, I thought that was a little bit off and it looked a little weird. Um, but that being said, I think they did a really good job at recreating the original Bandai America packaging. Um, they had a really good moment where they basically were like, we didn't have access to these assets, but we were able to recreate them as best we could. Um, and of course they did uh, change it from automorphing to retromorphing, obviously for copyright reasons, I'm assuming, but um, I think they're cute. I think they'll work. Um, I think they're great. Like it was a little throwback. I could see some adults buying them for their kids and being like, this is so cool. It's like what I got as a kid. Um, it was also interesting too, because uh, during the Q&A, um, 
one of the many fabulous questions we got on the Q and A was, "Where's Trini? Where's you know Tommy?" And they were flat out like, "Wave two is coming with Trini and Tommy." <laughs> yeah. So, um, and they even hinted, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, but they even hinted that I think more was coming beyond Mighty Morphin. So I wouldn't be surprised if these sell well if they go on to other teams or even like Dino Fury or something. So I could see them trying to do something like that, which would be kind of cool. Yeah, that would be kind of neat. Um, I, I do. I may pick these up. I haven't decided how I feel about them. Um, it is kind of mm-hmm. unfortunate that these kind of like on the heels of Bandai doing literally the same thing. Um, mm-hmm. The only upside is I think that Hasbro kind of gets the chance to actually complete the line, which yeah. you know Bandai didn't do. Um, I am interested. In one of the things they did point out is that there's like a different the way the heads flip, the way they yeah. morph is new. Um, you press the button on the front and it does it, and it automatically flips them back. So. Mm-hmm. I'm curious to see that in action. Um, mm-hmm. I'd kind of like to see what that looks like. Um, I don't know that I would open these if I bought them, but like it's kind of a neat idea. It's kind of cool. Again, if you you know have like memories of you know playing with these as a kid, definitely something you might want to pick up just even for the, the nostalgia factor. Um, kind of along the same lines, though, with the retro line, um, they highlighted the Power Rangers Zeo Megazord. Um, which, you know, is available now to order. Um, we knew this one was coming. Uh, people have had their opinions and thoughts on it. Uh, <laughs> what I think was an interesting takeaway from this part is uh, they did point out the fact that next year, 2021, will be 25, the 25th anniversary of Power Rangers Zeo. Um, and they specifically said that more Zeo products will be coming along the way. So it makes sense now, one, why we got the Zeo Megazord first. Two, why we're waited so long to kind of get it revealed because obviously I think they were kind of trying to wait to get closer to 2021 if they could. Yeah. Um, So again, I think this is one that I'll probably end up picking up. I don't, uh, because, you know, my husband's a huge Power Rangers Zeo fan, so he's definitely excited for this. (laughs) Uh, So we'll definitely have that one. Uh, But yeah. Any thoughts on the Zeo Megazord? I mean, we've seen the pictures, it's been out overseas for a while. I the price point confused me a little bit. Um, for sixty five dollars, I don't know if that's a price point I'm willing to go for at this time. Yeah. Um, I will probably wait and see. Um, if GameStop, for example, gets it for cheaper, um, I I would be comfortable buying it like at a forty or less price point. I think I know it's a massive figure of a lot of articulation. I just I feel like for what it is, personally, the price point isn't necessarily for me. So kudos to everyone getting it. You know, I hope you all enjoy it. I'll probably wait yeah. to get mine later. Then that's understandable, yeah. Um, but I am like I'm, I'm intrigued what more Zio products we could be getting. I mean, I yeah. think the obvious is like they did have auto morphin figures for the Zio Rangers, so I could see them yep. definitely doing a wave of those. Yeah, um, I agree. I'd be curious um, if we get a morpher. <laughs> I think we will. I I think the Z because the Zio morpher is iconic. I I would not be surprised if we get the Zio morpher. To the detriment of some fans, we will probably end up seeing re-releases of certain toys that were released in the Legacy line. Um, if you happen to have those toys, all I'm going to say right now in advance is you don't have to buy it again. So, So I think also we probably will get, you know, with uh, the certain inclusion of an accessory on another figure we'll talk about in a bit, I wouldn't be surprised if we got a Zeo Crystal set. Um, we could, yeah. Since we knew, because I believe Bandai was trying to do that prior to, or mm-hmm. they were going to do the Super Zeo crystals, which are like the big bulky ones. Um, 
So I wouldn't be surprised if we see those, uh, considering the fact that a certain toy has a Zeo crystal as an accessory. So I will be, yeah. I would be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if we see that coming down the line. But yeah, that's kind of it for Power Rangers Zeo. Uh, we'll see what's coming down the line. Uh, so moving on, Lightning Collection. We got a ton of news. <laughs> yeah, we got news before the panel even happened, um, which I. I have to give a shout out to the Hasbro team for leaning into the fact that leaks happen so frequently with this line. Um, mm-hmm. They were just like, like, and they made a very good point that, you know, social media promotes these figures better than them, than them sometimes. Yeah, I mean. So it, I just, I howled. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> it was it was very good how they were talking about that. Yeah. Um, but to start um, officially, this has been revealed now, uh, Lightning Collection Monsters. Uh, yes. So, these are seven-inch figures, and they will be of different monsters throughout. Um, the two that they showed off designs for were King Sphinx and Pumpkin Rapper. Mm-hmm. Um, both of them come with uh, effects that are tailored for those figures. Um, and Pumpkin Rapper comes with three pumpkin accessories, which can yep. be swapped with Rangers' heads or helmets. Uh, mm-hmm. So you can recreate the iconic scene from the episode where the Power Rangers have pumpkins stuck on their heads. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh yeah. What did you think of these guys? Oh man, so I th- these were leaked a while back. Um so I was curious to see how they would turn out and how they would look, especially because they are going to be at a slightly higher price tag than what the other figures are. Um but I think from the concept art that we saw, I think they looked fantastic. Um King Sphinx I already had in mind that I was going to buy. Pumpkin Rapper I was kind of like, eh, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Like he might be a wait and see one for me. Um, but I think the King Sphinx figure looked fantastic. I think he's going to look great standing alongside Goldar. Um, I think the Pumpkin Rapper figure looks really good, too. Um, I was hoping that we would get pumpkins as an alternate head sculpt for Rangers, and they did not disappoint. Um, like, Pumpkin Rapper almost had me ready to quit by it now, based off the presentation. So Yeah. Um, I, I think of the two, Pumpkin Rapper is the one that I'm, like, a little more excited for. Um, yeah, I see, do... I'm... Oh, go ahead. I do think the King Sphinx figure looks great, and I do like his kind of um, accessory, which is the, like, his staff has the question marks all over it. Mm-hmm. Like, I really like that. That's a cool design. Uh, oh, even, yeah. even though, was that part of his motif in Power Rangers, or was that just right. the Jew Ranger? Yeah, that was just Jew Ranger. So okay. King Sphinx's biggest thing was that they were just, let's see if I remember correctly, because it's been a while since I've watched that episode, um, they mainly used him to keep the team away from each other. Okay. And so, yeah, because he, like, flew them all away from each other, and, like, that was their plan, was to keep them all separated. Um, while in G-Ranger, he was the quiz master and stuff like that, so. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah. So, it, yeah. interesting. <laughs> uh, it's a, I do like that they've kind of maybe dug into the G-Ranger side to get that, though, because I think that's a cool motif yeah, he's to add. Still, yeah, he still had the staff in the footage, it's just it wasn't, Yeah. it was one of those things that wasn't as explained. But yeah, I think for me, I'm the opposite. I'm more excited for King Sphinx. Like, I probably will get King Sphinx when he comes out. Um, and this is only because, when you remember, like, when we were kids, and you had all the Power Rangers merchandise out in the very beginning, like, season one with, like, the backpacks and the coloring yeah. books, and King Sphinx was everywhere. Like, he was the most promoted monster of the week. So that brings back a lot of good memories for me of remembering that, and so I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I'm excited to see, kind of, going forward, what we could get from this line. Um, yeah, yeah I think. Oh, go ahead. Okay, because I'm just like I'm. I'm wondering like, 
well, yes, we could probably sit here and do all MMPR monsters. I'd be curious if they stray outside of that and do some more like uh, mm-hmm. other seasons. Because uh, there's weird designs that you can get into as you dig into other seasons. Um, yeah. I, I am intrigued that they are technically a little bit taller than the regular Lightning Collection figures. They stand at seven inches, What they is what they said. Um, mm-hmm. So King Sphinx may tower over Goldar. <laughs> a little bit. But yeah. I think that also fits it in the show, because in the show the monsters usually are pretty big. So Yeah. So I'll, I'll be curious once we have them in hand, kind of how they stack, stack mm-hmm. next to the Rangers. And I'm just, you know, I'm sure, like they said, you know, they commented multiple times. They're like, you know, we'd love to see kind of what the photo shoots everyone could do with these kind of characters. Uh, but with that said, the other big reveal of uh, for the Lightning Collection is the line of Versus Packs. Um, now, we've known about these in um, like their coded form for a while, um, and people started to figure out what they were going to be. But this officially reveals uh, first... Uh, the, the one that we revealed was the SPD Blue uh, B Team versus the SPD Blue A Team, or A Team Blue mem- Member versus B Team Blue. Wow, it's really hard to say that when you say it out loud. Uh, <laughs> but <you're> <laughs> SPD Blue versus A Team Blue is the kind of the best way to say it. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I'm excited for this one. Um, mm-hmm. uh, there was some complaining that an A Team member got a figure before other characters, but like, I'm excited about this. I think it's a really cool idea. It gets us another SPD Ranger, so we'll now be at four of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of the, like, eight or nine of them that there are. Um, right. <laughs> so, I mean, like, the fact that we've gotten that many of a, a team that I didn't get figures previously, um, at least mm-hmm. in the Legacy line, uh, is very exciting. And we're getting an A-team toy. Like, yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I never I never would have imagined it, to be honest. Like, you know, because the show always has certain things that go into it that are distinct to the show. Like the A-Squad, um, the, um, you know, certain villains. And we don't always expect the toys to come out because we just, we don't, yeah. you know? And so I, I think it's really cool that we are getting a deep cut in the form of that. Um and, you know, I think you make a good point that, like, these are more figures that aren't in the Legacy line. And I'm going to be honest, Bandai would have never thought to do this. They would have never thought to try it. Um, yeah. I, yeah, and I'm excited for SPD Blue. I think it's a good design. So my friend is obsessed with SPD Blue. And so, like, the second they, show, they showed that, I screen capped it and I sent to him. Because we didn't, we knew from the leaks that it was going to be an A-Squad versus B-Squad pack. A lot of people were thinking it was going to be red and that we would get a reissue of Jack. Um, yeah. So to see them actually use, and blue is the one that made the most sense. Like, bridge would have been great, but it wouldn't have. I don't think he would have sold like blue would, because blue is a fairly popular ranger, and people can also use their sky head to put on the red ranger figure now. So that's going to be also kind of like a dual thing for people. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. I I am curious to see how we'll get the rest of the A squad rangers. Um, I would not be surprised if we go the same route as the psycho rangers did, and they get a team pack. So just be ready and prepared for that, people um but that would be probably the easiest way to do it i think well and, um so kind of we'll go into the next pack and kind of because i think there's kind of some synergy i think in the fact that they did the same characters for the next versus pack so the second one that was revealed is andros versus astronoma so we'll <sighs> be getting in space red versus the queen of evil herself astronoma uh and from what we saw there will be all kinds of accessories for her yeah um, it looks like she's gonna have the chess piece and mm-hmm. that you can remove. She'll have her spear and she'll yeah. have the necklace. And there was a, another thing as well that she had. I was the like, ring. 
Yeah. Oh, it's so good. I'm so excited for this yeah. one. Um, <laughs> I, too. I said this to my husband, and my husband's like, well, I guess we're buying this. So, um, yeah. 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 <laughs> I think um, this got leaked as well. Um, I think for them to do the very first astronomer figure is a major, major win for the Power Ranger community. And I think this is Hasbro showing that, like, with Astronomer and A Squad Blue, they are really doing the deep cuts. They're not just interested in re-releasing Rangers that Bandai has done. They're actually wanting to try new things. Um, I think the Astronomer figure looks great. I think what I love the most, because I assumed that she wouldn't have her battle armor, that it would just be, like, the basic what we saw her on the ship. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, she definitely, like, I love that it's detachable. I love that she has the necklace. She has you know, the spear, she has the boomerang. I think if we had to get an astronomer figure, um, this is probably the best way we could have gotten her. Um, yeah. I think Andros looks like a good figure. I'm really, like, I didn't realize it until Ashley was revealed, but, like, I think In Space is the most excited I'm ready for for the Lightning Collection. Um, and so, like, I'm excited to get another In Space figure. Um, I well, think it's going to oh, go ahead. And so, kind of to dive into that, what I think is interesting is, so, what are the A team all based off of in, in space. space? So mm -hmm. the fact that we've now gotten we've got the A team blue, which means we'll probably get an in space blue sooner rather than later. Oh yeah. We've had Ashley and we've now had Andros, which yeah. those sculpts can be used to be repurposed for an A team ranger. So I wouldn't be surprised if sooner or later we see like A team red or A team yellow. Uh it wouldn't surprise me because we've already got those sculpts. Uh, Agreed. So that's kind of where my thought is. I do agree. It's so exciting that we're getting Astronomer. Um, yeah. I'm fine with the blue hair. You know, if they want to later on down the road come out with a Countdown to Destruction one where she's got her red bob, I'd be okay with that too. You I, know? I think I, I wouldn't be surprised if we get a Cyber Astronomer and Cyber Ecliptor 2-pack. I could see that. Yeah. Like it's that... A, that's an easy one, and technically it is a different figure. Um mm -hmm. Another thing I want to point out, like, before, like, there's kind of two points I want to make before we move on from the Versus Packs. Um, hey, for all the people complaining about it being Mighty Morphin Power Rangers focus, uh, these two packs are both not Mighty Morphin. <laughs> yeah, and one is Disney era, which mm -hmm. people, I know a lot of people are in their feelings thinking that Disney era is ignored quite a bit, but that's a pretty big deal, so. Yeah, and, you know, hey, we're also getting a Dino Thunder figure, which we'll go into in a little bit. Yeah. Um, um, I will say, too, I think, before we move on. I think these two packs are going to be how we're going to start getting a lot more Rangers out aside from the regular ones. Like, I would not be surprised if um, SPD Blue is like exclusive to the two packs. So, if people are going to try and hold off and wait to see if they can get an individual release, I would recommend to go ahead and get it while you can, just in case they decide not to do that. So, yeah, and there's no telling when they'll release those. Um, but one last point before we move on um, the fact that we've gotten an A team Blue Ranger, I think, also opens up the door to us getting other exclusive rangers that we've always been like oh they'll never get a figure like we could get the jungle fury masters oh yeah uh, i i wouldn't be surprised if we get a boom figure <laughs> honestly oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll get spd orange that that's gonna happen yeah i wouldn't be surprised at that or like even further on down the road getting like bulk and skull and they're like ridiculous hero outfits from the show or in the like purple and orange ranger ones from the comics um it's just like this really i think kind of kicks open the door of like hey, nothing is off limits. Anything right. can get a figure. Exactly. Uh, it's just a matter of time. And again, we're only on like year two of them having the brand at this point. And the fact that we're like 
in this in this presentation alone and we haven't gone through all of them we got like 10 figures we are getting so much like they really are yeah and for all the complaints i just i i, I really have to highlight that it's like we're only on year two <laughs> yeah like we and and within two years we've gotten figures that we never would have thought we would have seen mm-hmm. we're getting way more diversity in terms of teams than the legacy collection even got within three years and it's insane it's insane how many teams are active right now in the lightning collection alone yeah and so with that said, um, the other thing that they next went into was Wave 7, which has, uh, which got not leaked. Um, someone was able to find them and put them on eBay previous, wow. prior to yes. prior to it going live. Um, so Wave 7, as mm-hmm. officially now revealed, is Dino Thunder Red, uh, Connor McKnight, uh, yep. Mighty Morphin Green, Tommy Oliver, with a new head sculpt with his headband, uh, and the Z-Putty. Um, also, Mighty Morphin White is getting a re-release, um, but those are the three. They showed off the um, kind of promo shots for each one of them. Uh, Dino Thunder Red will be coming with his uh, the staff. That's his weapon. Um, and, you know, for all the complaining, Mighty Morphin Green won't have the diamonds underneath his shield. Uh, if you that's a, you know, deal breaker for you, don't buy it. Yeah. Or wait until they release Tommy without his shield and then just swap the shield. There you go. Yeah, you know. Uh, as, as Loretta said, you know, I, I, I'm hearing that you want more Tommy figures. <laughs> yeah, people are like, people I think think that they're almost done with the Tommy figures. There's plenty of Tommy that we can get. Like, it's Yeah, we, we still gotta get Dino Thunder Black with his awful, awful spiked hair, and then they could even do, like, Robo Tommy. So, like... Oh, yeah. They'll do Robo Tommy. Yeah, like they're we're not done. We'll we'll probably get a Tom mm-hmm. Oliver figure, you know. Like don't, don't forget the White Stranger. Exactly. Um, <laughs> let's see. Hang on, there's more out there. I know there is. Um, <laughs> we could get comic book Tommy, like that. That's a viable option. Um, we could get turb. We could get you know Turbo Red Tommy. That still could happen. Um, let's see. Oh, we could get. God. We could get. We could get Robo Tommy Green red and white like that's still you know there's still a lot of tommy options out there y'all and it's only beginning yeah so um <laughs> yeah uh these have now they've also now gone on pre-order for hasbro pulse and a, mm-hmm. a couple other places as well they yeah. even highlighted entertainment earth um so um the current eta for those to release is uh january 1 of 2021 uh yeah. obviously if you're chomping at the bit to try to get one you can find them they'll probably start popping up in stores soon um again i don't see why it's a big deal that hasbro doesn't ship till later but hey anyhow moving on uh uh before you know kind of i'm gonna jump one thing real quick another thing they revealed for wave seven is that Mm -hmm. target is actually going to get exclusive packaging for them they're calling them the spectrum series yeah. Um, and rather than the white boxes with the standard art, they will be black and have like a holographic kind of decal to it. Um, it's a cool idea. Yes. I don't know that I'm going to rush out and buy any of them from Target. No. This um, is a great, yeah, it's a great limited edition release for fans that want that. And if they want to have that to be able to collect them all, um, which Hasbro has been known in the past to reissue figures and like different packaging and stuff like that so this tracks what hasbro wants to do um yeah not for me necessarily i think it's interesting because regular wave 7 will also be available at target so i think it's going to be really interesting when they first hit shelves like will families be like okay we're gonna buy this one well what's the difference like 
um yeah it was interesting it was an interesting reveal i think yeah like it's a cool idea i like i I think the art and the box art looks great it's just like i don't know that these figures are the ones that i'm gonna rush out and buy yeah considering that they are the exact same that's the only thing that deters me from it so the fact that my target doesn't like both of the targets in my area don't get good stock i just i'm not gonna go camp out and drive 30 minutes to target every day to find these so yeah if you come across them cool if not uh yeah and so the final toy announcement which was a surprise reveal was <laughs> and what a surprise it was <laughs> as you can hear the excitement in kevin's voice as he talks yeah. about this uh <laughs> to get a little asmr on here um but uh so <laughs> the hasbro pulse exclusive metallic armor pink ranger was revealed uh and so you know on its face it is the same pink ranger figure but it is a molded plastic that has the glitter inside of it yep. um and they've even like redesigned the butt like the arrow the arrow effect that comes with her um the figure looks great yeah um, and if it wasn't enough to sell you on the figure the head sculpt that will be coming with this one is none other than Catherine hillard yes oh. You know, so, and I, I I went to Catherine's uh, Catherine Sutherland's social media page, and she's so excited. Like she posted about it almost immediately, and she is so happy. <laughs> so I'm, happy I'm sure, her. I'm sure she is. She's like, yeah. gotta buy a bunch of these, gotta sell yeah. them at conventions. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, Tracy Lynn Cruz, you better watch out because yeah, your gig. Um, sorry, that was a little bit shady. Um, uh, Melody Perkins as well. Melody's like, yeah, mm, can't wait. Yeah. Oh no, Melody <laughs> Melody posted about it too, and it was really cool to see that. Like, I'm sure she was so excited um but yeah Catherine Sutherland posted a really funny comment I don't know if you saw it yet or not but she was like oh it's so nice to have a figure that looks like me um because if you remember the Catherine Automorph from CEO it did not look like her. oh yeah she was she's a little rough looking a little, yeah, a little rough looking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah but so what's what's interesting about what got revealed later um is when the figure went on sale there was a picture of the figure with all of its mm-hmm. accessories um and it looks like the figure will be coming with a Zeo crystal um, yep. So, provided we get more of these, we could, in theory, get well. individual Zeo crystals for each of the Rangers. Yeah, um, yeah. I I actually love that attention to detail because the metallic armor was a crucial part of setting up Zeo, and like they, you know, they transformed to separate the Zeo crystals and stuff like that to protect themselves. Um, and I think it also highlights how Hasbro is wanting to use these figures not only to sell them, but to tell a story with them. Yeah. And I think that that's what I really appreciate is that these figures are not just to be figures, but they also tell a story. And so I think they pretty much confirmed that the rest of the metallic armor figures were coming. Like they didn't really shy away from saying, oh, we don't know if more are coming. Um, but yeah, so I would not be surprised if each metallic armor figure comes with their respective Zeo crystal. Um, I could also see the sixth ranger, whether it's Billy or Tommy. Um, coming with like some sort of like base to put them on. That way you have like the complete Zeo crystal prop. That actually would be really cool. Now that you yeah. mentioned that, um, yeah, what I <laughs> yeah, what I'm intri- what I'm intrigued about too, or what I was excited about. This is a dumb thing. Is they're even doing like metallic look on the actual packaging for it? So this figure is going to be shiny. <laughs> yep, it's I can't be wait. Yeah, yeah, I can't. I, wait. I, I would be curious. Okay, and this is a dumb thing. I don't. Want, I just want to kind of like throw this out there before we move on. I do hope when they do metallic yellow that they make Aisha shorter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hope she is shorter because Aisha is short. 
Yeah. Karen Ashley is a tiny human being. <laughs> uh, and if they, I just wanted her to have like a slight height difference compared yeah. to the others. That's yeah. all. It doesn't have to be huge. I just wanted her to be like a, like a hair shorter than everyone mm-hmm. else. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I'm really excited. Um, yeah, you know, me too. if we can get those like Adam, Rocky, Aisha sculpts, um, I'm yeah. even be excited for like a season three Billy one. Um, oh, yeah. So I'd just be yeah. really excited to kind of see what those all look like. Um, you yeah. Know, Keep on the lookout. I, I wonder if they'll all be Hasbro Pulse exclusives or if this I is going to be a thing. Or or maybe they'll shop they them out. Be. I think they'll be Hasbro Pulse exclusive. Um, I, I definitely agree, though. I think, and I actually tweeted about this, I think, a couple weeks ago because we were talking about that and I remember tweeting about it. This is the smartest way that Hasbro could get out, like, Season 2, Season 3 Rangers. Um, mm-hmm. instead, of just, instead of just flat out re-releasing the Rangers with different head sculpts, which they could have done, and I think people would have been fine, um... But this is the smartest way for them to get out the unique problem that Mighty Morphin has where they have alternate rangers. Yeah. Um, and like you said, I'm pretty sure that the Billy figure will come with a Season 3 Billy head. Um, the Tommy figure will probably come with a Season 3 Tommy head, which isn't much different than Zeo. Um, but I'm really excited. I mean, you know how much I love Season 3. Yeah. Anytime Season 3 gets representation, it's great. And they could they literally could have just made it with a metallic paint and th- that did it. But they decided to go the extra route and actually make them screen accurate as best they could. So I'm also really excited to see that. I think, like, I'm, I already pre-ordered my Catherine, and, you know, I am fully willing to rebuy these figures. So Yeah, same. I mean, I pre-ordered it as well. I was, you know, and I'm not even the biggest cat fan, but I was like, I definitely want this one. Uh, mm-hmm. And I mean, as someone who owns the, like, metallic versions that Bandai did, uh, the Pink Ranger on that one doesn't even have the metallic paint on her helmet. Yeah, and these do. Yep, and this is literally like carried out through the whole design. It looks like the show. Um, it's like I like the fact that it is kind of in the plastic, and so it is kind of also translucent in its own way. Mm-hmm. It's a very mm-hmm. cool design. It's a very cool way to approach these. So uh, I'm definitely excited for this one to show up when it does. Uh, Me too. So that kind of wraps up all of the announcements for the um, panel on the products. There was a Q and A, which like there wasn't a ton to come from that. Um, because it winded up being a bunch of fans trying to get them to say something bad. Um, and that's kind of been the one negative from this. Uh, yeah, there was definitely some entrapment coming in there because they, there were people that were baiting. Yeah, there was there was never going to be a good answer. Uh, I kind of feel bad that they even did the q and I kind of wish they would just skip them for now uh, until people calm themselves down. But the biggest thing to come from the Q&A is that Transforming Megazords are coming. Yep. Uh you know, we a couple of weeks back we talked about the guy who joined the product team who is like yeah. big on like kind of transformers and transforming things. So like this stuff takes time. Just because oh, yeah. someone started working there doesn't mean tomorrow they'll have a figure. I'm sure yeah. in like six months we'll see kind of his effect on the brand. So definitely yeah. keep your eyes peeled for that if that's what draws you to the products. Definitely. Uh, so moving on, the next panel that was done for Hasbro PulseCon was the Beast Morphers reunion panel. Yes. Um, this was ho- hosted by Andre the Black Nerd, aka Eddie the Blue Hyper Force mm-hmm. Ranger, mm-hmm. Uh, and he had on hand um, all the four human Beast Morpher Rangers, along with the actors for Roxy and Blaze. Um, overall, what did you think of this one? Oh my gosh. So, I mean, it's no secret that I've been enjoying Beast Morphers. It's definitely been, it's been a fun ride. And I think part of why Beast Morphers has worked out so well is because the cast as a whole gets along so well. And everyone has chemistry with everybody. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was really fun. You could tell that all six of them and our two su- surprise guests that I think did a pre-recorded thing, but they were still there. Um, but like all of them really seemed to enjoy themselves and they seemed to have fun. I think they all knew that this was kind of the last hurrah for them. Um, and so I think for them getting a chance to be able to do this one more time was a lot of fun. I think we also got some really good insight into the methods they used for the characters. I think um, Colby and Liana did a really good job of like giving some tidbits about Robo Blaze and Robo Roxy that people didn't know. So that was really cool. Um, and there were some really good behind the scenes stories. So I think as a send off for the cast, this was probably one of the best ways they could have done it. Yeah, um, it was mildly chaotic because it was like everyone talking over everyone. It was kind of yeah. like. <laughs> it was like you and uh, I recording, being like, "You go, no, you go, no, you no, okay, yeah." <laughs> it was a lot. It was a lot of that, uh, but yeah. it was fun to see them all interact. Uh, you could yeah. tell they were having a good time. Um, what I thought was funny too is so during the whole panel, they showed clips, and while the clips were airing, they just let the actors' mics stay hot mm-hmm. and i was just like oh this is a like recipe for disaster but thankfully no one cussed or anything online uh yeah. my Maybe. favorite yeah my favorite thing was uh during the clip they showed uh so they they showed a clip from the crossover episode um that showed off the dino charge rangers being there uh and as it's airing uh colby starts cracking up and he's like oh hey this is the take where goldar's wing hits liana in the face and i was like oh poor liana <laughs> Uh, but overall, I thought it was a very good panel. Um, yeah. It was a little bummer when they brought up the action figures that both poor Jacqueline and Liana were just like, mm, that's great, guys. So happy y'all have figures. You know, that would have actually been a really cool time for them to re- like to self-reveal. Like, hey, here's a Zoe and Roxy two-pack coming soon. Yeah. Uh, oh, I, well. I, that's probably going to be on the horizon. I, I don't. I would not be surprised if we get that. Um, I, if I, I, oh, go ahead. I hope they do it because I, I I want nothing more than for them to just complete the Beast Morpher team. Because like my fear is if we go on longer, they probably never will. <laughs> true, but we also got an A Squad Blue figure, so I think we got a good chance. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I think it was just so much fun seeing them all together, and I think that you know the the Q and A that was given, I thought it was really cool. Um, we definitely got to see a side of them we don't normally get to see, and I thought that was really nice. The blooper reel was fantastic. Um, you know, let's talk about the fact that when <laughs> how many times that poor Jack's puppet like got deheaded or fell over, like God bless whoever was operating that. Know, that poor um, baby, that poor thing. I'm like, I, know. I, I love the poor rabbit now. <laughs> yeah, I loved the shot though, where like they were running away and like it fell over and the head came off, and then Jazz just like not even missing a beat like just stopped and like grabbed the head and started screaming and i was like i was like jazz seems like he'd be really fun to hang out with. <laughs> um all of them they really yeah um, they they all they were all hilarious yeah i think one of the things too that i really appreciated um there were a couple of things i appreciated really um, everyone stood out in their own ways i think it was fantastic the three moments that really stood out to me the first one was that colby not only name dropped his counterpart but liana's counterpart too and enter and escape and like was going in depth about how like you know, they wanted to do something different, but also pay homage to it. And I was like, okay, you did your homework, Colby. I see you. I see you. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if Colby now watches Super Sentai now. Because I'm like, that takes dedication. Like, that really does. Yeah. Um, 
another thing that really stood out that I appreciated was when Abraham talked about, you know, getting to become a ranger and like the fact that um, you don't have to be this like tall, muscular person to be a ranger, like how he felt like he wouldn't be able to be one. Um, it was interesting hearing him do that because he was very intentional and careful in what he was saying. Cause I think he was like de- deliberately referring to like the controversy that Blake Foster generated. Um, mm-hmm. He got announced as a gold ranger. So I thought it was really cool to see Abraham move forward and say, you know what? I'm a ranger. It doesn't matter. And like, it was kind of like a good evolution for him, I think. Cause I'm sure that probably messed up his head a lot to see that. Um, also, can and, we talk about uh, everyone uh, mimicking Colby's uh, line reading of Tronics? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that was great. It was really funny too because, like, when they got to Liana, Liana was not there anymore. That was Roxy. Like, she got <laughs> she got into character. She was like, "Okay, I'm going to pull this character out one more time." <laughs> it was, it was so a very that, it was a very good panel. <laughs> yeah, and I think one of the things that I also really strongly appreciated. There's so much about it. Like, I could talk about it just for a full hour. I could talk about the panel self um but i really appreciated when andre and rory had that conversation about being a red ranger but also being black and how that means to so many young children um, of color and those that watch the show um i'm gonna be honest i don't think saban would have ever let that conversation happen yeah and they directly referenced black lives matter which i thought was exactly really exciting. yeah um, and to some to, to some Power Ranger fans getting annoyed, but I'm sorry if you come to a uh, a a uh, a brand that's whole thing is diversity, and you're mad that they talked about Black Lives Matter. I don't know why exactly. you're here, um, yeah. but hey, yeah. <laughs> who am I, I? Right. Well, and I think now more than ever, and this is why we always talk about Black Lives Matter every episode. Like Black lives do matter, and representation matters. Mm-hmm. And I think that. You know, it was fantastic that they had a chance to talk about that and to highlight that because, you know, there are not many heroes of color on TV and in the movies. We know that. So I think any chance that the series can give that opportunity, like thinking back to Camille being the first Pink Ranger that was black, but like also like Selwyn becoming the, you know, becoming the first Red Ranger that was of color um, and black was just fantastic. And I think that it was a good chance to highlight and show now more than ever that how important that is exactly and you know this is again this is a show that's whole concept is anyone can be a ranger so like why not cycle that why not highlight that you know underline it exclamation you know Mm -hmm. this is important um but yeah so kind of along with that kind of the big culmination the thing everyone was waiting for with bated breath was (laughs) Dino Fury and any news yeah. about it. Um, so oh the big thing uh, that they introduced it was a trailer um, that is really like a concept trailer. Yeah, um, there was a lot of stock footage. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of stock footage. Um, you know, kind of the big thing we got from it was, you know, millions of years ago, something came to Earth uh, and brought the powers. Now there are villains that are coming to take that power, and what protects that is the Power Rangers Dino Fury team. Um, what I thought was interesting from that little trailer is the fact that they straight up used Guy Sorg as, uh, or the, the purple armored character. We don't know what his uh, English name will be, but the right. Guy Sorg character as a when they showed the villains. So I'm wondering if we won't get a similar thing to the like uh, how the how the Blaze character had the Ranger suit. If we won't see that purple suit immediately mm-hmm. in Episode One, yeah, uh, I think we will because I mean. From a toy selling standpoint, I think that's why we got (laughs) 
the Blaze Ranger form so early on compared to Go Busters. Um, yeah. Pur- Purple will make a fantastic Lightning Collection figure, but he will also be a fantastic figure to like mix and match things with. Like, yeah, I, I would not be surprised if the armor switching will be a big part of the toy line. I could see that being yeah, being part of it. And I mean, the figure design is great, and you can do a lot with it. So I'm I would not be surprised if that counterpart comes out like swinging in one of the very first episodes. Well, yeah, and I could see also them turning that into the main villain. Mm-hmm. Like, make that the main villain design, because I don't think there really is one in Rue Soldier. Mind you, I'm like 18 episodes away from the end, so I can let you know <laughs> further on. Uh, but I, I would I'm be curious. Now. Yeah, I'd be curious if the, that's not the design they go with as like a main villain, and then you have the henchmen around. Uh, but... Uh, kind of once that trailer was shown, uh, they switched to new colors, which kind of tickled me and made me laugh because they were like, "Oh, hey, Abraham's the Pink Ranger." Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so we got the reveal of the Dino Fury cast. Uh, well, three of them at least. First is Russell Curry as Zato, Dino Fury Red; Kai Moya as Ollie, Dino Fury Blue; and then Hunter Dino as Amelia, Dino Fury Pink. So we only got three of the Rangers. Uh, and that, oh, hey, we'll get more news as to come. So that's kind of exciting that they're staggering this out. Um, yeah. Well, it also tells me what their plans are for the show, because they're definitely following that path of red, blue, and pink being the first Rangers, and then green and black coming in. Yeah. Well, and, and so, obviously, if you follow the show, there was a cast league not long ago, um, and these were the three characters, or three of the actors that were revealed as probably being Dino Fury cast members. Um, I the thing that kind of sticks out to me is uh, Russell's character is named Zato, which mm-hmm. is not a common name. Uh, nope. So I'm wondering if there isn't going to be a thing where like this is a character that gets awakened, um, mm-hmm. or he's from another tribe or anything like mm-hmm. that. And then Ollie and Amelia will be like the human characters that have to interact with him. Yeah. Uh, that being said, yesterday as well, uh, Russell Curry's uh, acting reel was kind of revealed, uh, mm-hmm. and he has done a lot of stuff. So yeah, I'm he, kind of ex- I'm excited to see him. <laughs> yeah, he's in Screen Actors Guild, which we haven't had in a very long time. Yeah, so I, I'm really excited to kind of see what they'll do with him, uh, and, and kind of because I think the character in uh, Rue Soldier is kind of he's fine. He's kind of your typical Red Ranger, so I'll, I'm curious how we'll adapt him. Uh, but hey, we've got three of our rangers. Uh, they're yes. officially announced. Yes, um, and I'm going to take a quick second to say, I mean, I don't know many people, we have listeners, and I appreciate our listeners. Um, there's been a lot of people in the fandom lately that have been able to discern where the cast are located and even where their hotel is. Don't do that. Please don't. Like, Ooh. our fan. Our fandom is beginning very cringy lately, I think. And, you know, it's one thing, like, to figure it out. I mean, the Drag Race fandom does it all the time, too, and I'm not a fan of that either. Um, but, you know, we actually did, prior to this being revealed, they actually were able to locate, we had someone that was able to locate where the Rangers were staying because of an Instagram post, like, in a hotel. Don't do that. That's creepy. That's stalking. And... I personally just want to speak out against that and say, look, I know we're excited about a new show. I know we're excited about a new cast and seeing who we're going to get. I know people always want to be the first to find information. That ain't it. So that's my soapbox. That's what I'm going to say real quick. Don't be creepy. It's not cute. And 
be respectful of the new cast because we are lucky that they interact with us as fans. Most actors or fandoms don't get to interact with their fans as much. Don't ruin it for the rest of us. Exactly. So there's my act act like you have some common decency. Like these people are like at the end of the day, this these are actors that are coming to do a job. Exactly. Yes, it is a brand that you love. Yes, it is for a thing you're excited about. But please do not ruin their lives or make them inconvenienced because you want to salivate over whatever they're doing. Don't be creepy. Don't be cringy. Treat them with respect. Yeah, exactly. Don't be rude. Treat them with respect. Uh, These are actors. These are people at the end of the day. Uh, And that's kind of how we'll leave off on for the panel. Um, But that's not it for news. (laughs) There was so much news. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, we're uh, almost at an hour 15 recording, but, you know, we'll kind of quickly get through this one. So, Renegade Studios, or Renegade Games, announced a new Power Rangers convention they're going to do. <laughs> yes. So, in addition to the Renegade convention that they will be having at the beginning of October, um, on October 23rd to 25th, they will have what's called the Morphin Meet. Um, and mm-hmm. what this is going to be is a whole Power Rangers-centric online convention um, they're having actors from the show do stuff. They're having Dan Mora do stuff. They're going to have more reveals and demos of the brand new Power Ranger game that they will be unleashing. Um, and they announced the uh, game designer, and I don't have his name here, but uh, they announced the game designer as well. And in doing a little bit of detective work, <laughs> as I am one <laughs> to do... Um, Looking at kind of his previous history, hold on, I'm getting his name. Uh, mm-hmm. So kind of just to go off the list, so the three, uh, the actors so far that have been confirmed for the Morphin Meet are Tracy Lynn Cruz, aka mm-hmm. Ashley from In Space mm-hmm. and Turbo, Patrick David, the actor who played Psycho Red, Wally Winger, the actor that played Psycho Blue, uh, Selwyn Ward, who played TJ, the Blue In Space Ranger and Red Turbo Ranger, and then Christopher Kamen Lee, who played the Red in Space Ranger. Mm-hmm. Uh, in addition, the uh, game designers, both Jonathan Ying for Heroes of the Grid and Matt Hyra, who is the game designer for the uh, not revealed yet, but soon to be revealed Power Ranger game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, looking at, so Matt Hyra is the one who I looked up kind of more of his game history and a ton of what he has done is deck building games. So that seems to draw like a gigantic arrow that we will be getting a deck building game for Power Rangers. Mm-hmm. Um, so you and I have talked okay. about this before, and it's a thing where like it'll be interesting what this is. Um, the thought mm-hmm. I've had is like, where are they going to get art for this thing? <laughs> like, is Dan Mora like? Do they just have him mm-hmm. in a back room and he's just like, here's more Power Rangers, take that. <laughs> he is on retainer. <laughs> oh yeah well and i think he loves doing it as well which is the great thing about this um but i'm really excited to see what this is um i think a deck building game is going to be kind of great for the brand because i think it lets them sidestep the issue that like i think both hasbro and renegade have had to deal with from fans of well, when is this team gonna happen when is this gonna happen whereas mm-hmm. like like whereas like here's the grid you have to create a new expansion you have to have miniatures you have to have decks you have to have all this stuff a deck building game it's literally you just have the cards so they can do whatever team across whatever group they want mm-hmm. so uh it'll be interesting to see what this ultimately is um so if you're a fan of renegade definitely check out their panel on uh their kind of convention on october 9th through 11th 
to find out what the game is and then definitely like take part in the Morphin meet from October 23rd to the 25th. You know, try the Alpha game online. I'm going to try to get in. Uh, you know, Kevin and I might do the same and see kind of if we can get on the same demo. <laughs> yeah. And get our thoughts on that. Uh, yeah. But look forward to that. Um, so I think that's it. I think we're done. <laughs> Hang on, give it a second. Let's make sure that yeah. lightning figure got leaked. Let's make sure that nothing crazy came out. Looking left to the right. Oh, I think we're good. I think we're cleared. Uh, oh, <laughs> so if you uh, want to contact the podcast, uh, you can reach us online on social media at MayThePowerPod on Twitter. Or if you want to send us an email with any comments, suggestions, critiques, reviews, shade, uh, you can send an email to maythepowerpod at gmail.com. And if you want to contact me, Joel, uh, you can reach me at Thespispunk on most social media. Mm-hmm. And where can they find you, Kevin? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at BridgeMT3, where I provide biting commentary and a little bit of uh, shade. Where's my fan at? A little bit of Clack. shade. So <laughs> enjoy that. And I literally just thwarped a fan, so be happy. <laughs> I did it for well, the games. For the gays. For the gays. Um, well, <laughs> with that, that's going to wrap up the show for this week. And as always, may, may the, the power, power protect, protect you. you.